Okay, in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Good evening, everyone. And, uh, good to have you again as we're uh, still going through uh, the book of Joshua. And again, just uh, so we're in the same uh, spirit and the same page and the same level of, again, remembering that as I, I, I kept saying, I'll keep saying, it's not just the history, but it is the, the our story, our story of... Um, uh, going through the hills and the valleys, remember? I think it's a very, very uh, common uh, theme that you will see, and it's very, very actually rela relatable to us and very encouraging. Again, it's hills and valleys, hills and valleys. So don't ever give up and don't ever say, okay, here I am, I got stuck at the valley. But no, you know, the, 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 that's, that's what it is. And today's actually continuing the, the, the story in chapter 10. It's another another big major event. So up till chapter 10, you see, you know, between Jericho, between I and between the, 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 the Gideonites and then the five kings today. And then you see after this is kind of, you, you, you'll feel that the text itself is changing the tone a little bit because those are the big um, uh, uh, battles, right? And, and they made an actual, uh, difference in what's coming next, right? After this, remember again, just to, 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 to know the, the history or the ge geography of the area itself, they're coming uh, north and going south. So Jericho and I are in the north. This battle here is basically the center of the promised land. And then after this, they start to take over other things take over other things. So that is the first, uh, one of the first things you said in the in the theme of, of Joshua, which is starting to claim the territories. So you see that after, after especially at the end of chapter 10, you see that, okay, they're actually going through areas. Okay, and then he took this and took this and took this. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's, it's open door now for them. But they had to go through those three or four big events. You know, between Jericho, between I twice, and between uh, the, the 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 story of Achan, the son of Carmi, and then between uh, the the story of the Gideonites, and then going on today with with that major big thing, and then you see after this, it's a different um, tone, if I may say that, it's, which is very important because again, the idea of of how God is is giving more and more, right? And then how God, when 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 He sees that that they are really faithful and really struggling and really willing to go through everything and then you know the door stays open for them which is again the same thing with us again we're not saying that after this that like that life is easy or there's no there's still battle right they're still fighting they're still fighting but they're taking more and more territories right taking more and more territories why because they show that they are faithful why because they showed that even during their valley time they're able to come back again you'll see something today at the end we're not going to cover a whole chapter 10 today but at the end of, of the passage that you want to talk about today you see that actually joshua is, try, is starting to talk to the people with the same language that he is hearing from god right so god kept telling him do not be afraid do not be dismayed at the and in, in verse 25 in chapter 10 you see that god joshua actually telling the people the same thing the same thing which is amazing amazing right and in, in, if, you, if you go through it real quick again, then Joshua said to them, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. This is exactly the words of God, which tells us something very important, right? Exactly. You know, he, he lived it, he heard it, he's seen it, he experienced it, and then it becomes his own language, right? Which is, again, for those of us, whether we're in actual serving or service or not, that when we are, when we go through those experiences, our, that's exactly what the Lord said. I will put my words on your mouth. Right? So he's not talking his own words anymore. This is not his own words. Right? It's exactly the word of the Lord. But it took him a while to reach this point. And he learned several lessons to reach this point. Right? But at, at, at the end of, of this theme or of this chapter of this, you know, uh, uh, part of their, of, their, of, their, of their fight, he started to actually, okay, this is exactly 
what I will tell you because there's nothing else to say there. It's very, very important thing. Last time we talked about, again, how we ended with the, with the idea in, in, at the end of chapter nine, which is God always what fix our mistakes. Remember the story with the Gideonites and the story of the deed who came and they did not ask from the mouth of the Lord, right? As, it's, as we said, that he, he just started to, to act on his own and he made uh, a covenant with the people and so forth. And then we said like, okay, God was still able to turn that into, into uh, something, right? And, and fix that mistake. And as we said, that they start to actually live their life in serving the temple. Right, serving the temple to the point again, as we said, that that in the book of Nehemiah mentioned that they are part of the people who came into uh, back to 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 the city in order to build the city after the captivity. So they they longed for that, you know, even though they were part of the enemy, even though they were. Today you see chapter ten. Not only that God is willing to to to, to fix the problem, God is willing to change that mistake into actual victory itself, right? So chapter 10 is, is amazing. Let's just read part of the, of, the, of the text itself and then see exactly uh, what we have with this. So this is, again, a continuation. So we're not lost, a continuation of what happened. You know, remember, again, you know, the Gibeonites came and said, you know, told him, we, uh, we, we were coming from a far place and we are this and this and that, and please help us. And then he made the covenant with them and they ended up that they are his neighbors. Remember, we said that your neighbor is your enemy, right? And, and, and we talked about that last time. And then, then the, 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 because of the covenant that they made with God, right? Joshua and the Israelites, they could not break that covenant, right? They could not break that covenant. So, but no matter what, it's our mistake, but still we made that covenant. We have to continue with it. So that actually started another problem. <laughs> see how one thing can start another problem, right? Why? Because as you'll see today that the, 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 the kings of the adjacent cities did not like that. Did not. So let's read it again, Joshua 10, uh, from one to maybe, maybe, let's just read the first few verses and then we'll see what we have. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, as soon as Adonai attack, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had captured I and had devoted it to destruction, doing to I and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and now the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. He feared greatly. Another manuscript says they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city like one of the royal cities and because it was greater than I and all its men were warriors. So Adonai Tzedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Jephia, king of Lachish, and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, and let us strike Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the people of Israel. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered their forces and went up with all their armies and encamped against Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, Do not relax your hand from your servants, Come up to us quickly and save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with the great blow at Gibeon and chased them by the way of ascent of Beth Horon and struck them as far as Azekah and Makeda. Let's just stop at this point, the first ten. So what's happening here? The enemy heard that this city, which is a royal city as it's, as it's written, it's very important. Their people are very, very uh, strong warriors. Now they made a covenant with the enemy. Right, so the one that was their allied before now becoming their enemy. So they did said, see, they, 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 they did that uh, uh, um, uh, treaty within each other. Those five kings. They said, okay, let's go now and destroy them, destroy. Them. And as we will see, that that was 
a way for God to give Joshua victory over whom? The five kings. Okay. If this didn't have had didn't happen, what would be the scenario? Do you think? Like if 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 he didn't have a, a, a covenant with Gibeonites and the five kings did not fear them, what would have happened? He still had to do what? To fight the kings, right? But he would fight them how? Separate. Separate, right? So now God is actually changing that into instead of going into five battles, right? Into what? Okay, let's just gather them all together and take care of them at once. So again, the idea of, of that lots of, lots of times things that are not going right and we don't think that it's right and then we don't see that actually God is saying, you know what, I can change this into, into victory. Into victory. Right? And uh, I've, I've read something very nice about this, which is defining uh, victory or defining success, which is the art of seeing victory where other people see only defeat. So when everybody else see that this is a defeat, this is a problem, there's a mistake, but, but it's, there, there's an art of seeing something beyond that, right? What does it take to see that? In the midst of that, in the midst of, of, of the defeat, what does it take to actually see that there is victory coming out of the, of the defeat? In the story that we'll hear here, we'll see probably three things, but I wanna hear from you first. Hope is number one, hope. Hope that, okay, no, God is there and we hope that he will actually, as we say in Romans 8, right? All things work together, right? For those who love God, right? All things, not just one thing, all things, the whole picture works together. What else other than hope? Okay. Okay. Looking beyond the cross, look at the resurrection. I was talking about this this morning at St. Mary's, talking about the resurrection, looking, looking at the resurrection, the resurrected Christ, right? With all the victory, with all the power. And what does that mean to me? Yes. What else? In, 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 in the text itself, you'll see that, that Joshua actually did three main things. Number one, he held on to the promise. Held on to the promise. The promise is, I will give you this. Do not be afraid. So number one. Number two, he actually acted upon that promise by actually having a strategy. Remember again, God gave him a strategy before. Here it doesn't say that God gave it to him, but it seems very, very much that he was in tune with the God, with the spirit. So he made, or he came up with a strategy, as it says that let's let's come up all night, and we'll talk about this in verse in verse nine, right? There was there was a plan. There was there was something in 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 progress, right? He just said, okay, let okay, God gave me the promise. Okay, let's just you know wait and see. No, he acted upon that promise. And then finally, what something he did that beautiful in this beautiful chapter that he started to do what we'll read it later on. I haven't read it yet, but he talked to God. He prayed. He prayed. So holding on to the promise, having a plan, and praying. And with that, he was able actually to see a miracle. Not a miracle, a miracle of the miracles <laughs> at this, at that time. Something never happened before. Yes, 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 in verse eight, yes, no man shall stand, right, no man, right, yes, not a man of them shall stand before you, period, right, so again, remember, as you said, you know, that's why the book of Joshua is, is amazing and very, very practical, because it, it is, it is that our daily, daily battle with, 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 with Satan, and it gives us one after one, after one, after one, new strategies, right? You see, this is, we talked about this before, that there is a new strategy for, 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 for them, right? Don't fight all the time with the same scenario, the same strategy, right? Why? Because we are different, 
the fight is different, the circumstances are different. And that's, that's why we, 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 we keep getting those strategies renewed as we are connecting and communicating with God, with the, with the, with the captain of our salvation, as St. Paul says. The problem when we just move on with the same mind all the time, right? But as we said before, it's very, very important to understand that each stage of our life, each day, each fight, each struggle is different than the other. Right? We had the beautiful, actually, uh, during you remember this beautiful study about this chapter, like that was, that whole chapter was like a full study in one of the missions a few years ago about the five kings and Joshua. And how each city of those actually means something. We're not going to go into that now, but, but, but it's amazing. Because each city, the meaning, of, the meaning of each name of the city actually means something. So you're, 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 each king of that is actually something about, about like uh, 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 something that we are, we are struggling with. That we are struggling with. Just to give you an idea, to give you an idea that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's that struggle that we, we, we need to identify those enemies in our in us and have 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 uh, a, a strategy against those right uh, just for example you know hebron which means association the people right who are those that you're associated with that the king of them can become really something that's struggling with you you know another another name that we talked about at the time is yarmouth uh, uh, which is jermuth here which means again uh, the heights Right, the heights, heights in our lives, our pride, our things, or the things that we are actually proud of. The king of that is actually coming and attacking. Right, so you see this, and it, it was it was beautiful. One of the beautiful studies, actually, I remember this. Uh, Eglon, which is Aglon, uh, which is which is the the calf like, the 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 fatness and 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 the body, right, and the lust of the body, the calf like, <laughs> right. Right? right? It is amazing when we, 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 we went through this again, like I think it was like 10 days or something, just going, going through this, going through this and from one step to another. And you see that God is telling us, you know, be careful. You know, each one of this is different, right? And you have to fight all those. Some of the church fathers says the five kings are the five senses, right? The flesh, the five senses, and how each one of them is really attacking, and how how you have to be careful with that, right? And as we were talking at that time, you know, it's amazing. After after they were they were defeated, but then Joshua did something very strange. He put them in a cave. So like, just leave them there now. There's another fight to fight, and then when I'm done with this, I'm gonna come and actually slay them. And not only slay them, I'll step, we put the the feet of the commanders on their neck which has a very, very, very uh, 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 strong meaning, right, of that. So the, the idea, again, of, of how, we can, how we can do that and how we can actually uh, identify that and we, 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 we take this, this scenario in our lives in order to continue our path in the promised land, right? So back again to the text, you know, what, what happened here is these kings said, okay, you know what, the, 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 now this city is... is uh, having having an agreement with Joshua, they are very strong. They're gonna do, do do everything. So let's go and attack them, right? What do you think of the reaction of the Gideonites here? <laughs> Look at this. The men of Gibeon in, in verse six. The men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, "Do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us." For all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. What do you think of that? At one point, just remember that these people were what? Were enemies and were liars and were taken advantage of, of Joshua, right? But now they're doing what? Begging him, right? What do you think of that? Yes, Abdi. Yes, yes. 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 
But not only that, that God is willing to make the ungodly people actually go back to whom? To God and ask for help. Remember here, as we always say, Joshua is the, the, pro, the, the, the prototype of Jesus, the Savior. Okay? So when you see the people who are sinners, who are far away, who are out of the camp of the, of, of the Israelites, and they realize now there is a fight, it's actually very, very convicting. Because the text is very clear. It says that the do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us for all the kings of the Amorites. Okay. So if, if, if a people, if the people who are not from the land, from the nation of, of God, are still understanding that, you know what, Joshua, you are the one. You are the one. Your God is different. Right? Your power is different. Although it says here, what, remember, if you paid attention, when, when, when Adonai Sedek uh, 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 described them, what did he say about them? They're mighty. They're mighty. And it's a great city. It's a royal city. But even though they're mighty, even though it's a royal city, they went to Joshua and said, you know what? You're the one. We know that Joshua really, as exactly the story, again, as we said last time, the story of Rahab, right? Your God is, is the God. Your God is the mighty God. So it, as I'm saying, it's very, very convicting. When you see people who are away and they come and ask Joshua and say, what, you are the one. Do not relax your hands from your servants. Okay? Why they felt the danger. And you apply this to our life and our struggle. You know, again, the first thing that, that will move us towards asking for help is when we feel that there is what? There's danger, right? There's danger. But the problem, again, is we don't see the danger as dangerous. Meaning what? Meaning that, okay, you know, there is, there is we're, we're all busy in our life, right? We're just talking to a group earlier about, you know, how hard is it to really live the life of Christ in our day-to-day -day routine, which is the problem of everybody, right? Like we forget we're distracted with this and this and this and that. But but the the the, the spirit that's in us that will tell us be careful, there is danger. There is danger. There, is, there are five kings that are coming, right? Your senses are coming, your your all those heights, all those associations, all those meanings are coming to, to attack. So who are you turning to? Who are you turning to? Right. Or instead of turning to somebody, you just take actually what? Take, take that, that position of hopeless, right? And just give up. Just give up. How, how often have we given up? How often, like we said, this is too much, right? We can't take this anymore. Just, just, you know, we don't want to even think about it. Just live day after day and then just whatever comes comes and we're just gonna you know finish those days and who cares then maybe you know god is good you probably look at us with with the, with the eye of mercy at one point we hope so <laughs> no but that's not the attitude of people who want to do what if you remember from the beginning we said they want to do what claim the territory okay. so they will never claim our territory right Right, right. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And that becomes the motivation, that becomes the driving force, that becomes everything which we have in our mind always, the promised land, right? And then it becomes more and more practical when we get sense of that in our life here, during our practice. And that's, again, one of the biggest issues that we practice, but we're not tasting. We're not tasting. And we have to ask ourselves, like, my, my, my worship with God, through my worship with God, am I really tasting something or not? Or just going through the motions or going through the routine or going through the rituals or going through the whatever. Right. Yes.
they said, don't come back. When they said, okay, let's come back to the Lord in Hosea. I said, no, don't come back because you're not coming back with all your heart. Remember that they said in, in Hosea 6, your love is like the morning dew. <laughs> it's what in the morning and then after an hour, the sun comes and it evaporates. You don't have love. Why? Because you're still not experiencing, not tasting. Or what you can taste is the other bowels, the other husbands that are giving you. <laughs> we just finished Hosea yesterday. It's amazing, thank God. But that's what it is. And that, that's why, again, if you think of our struggle in our spiritual life, like how really, really, I mean, now, you know, think of it. How often do we really taste versus do? When we say and we talk, and that's why we had a couple or three talks about during Sundays about the liturgy and the kingdom of heaven as the liturgy is that, right? Remember that quote that I said about uh, the Russian uh, in, in, in the 10th century, how did the, why did they choose orthodoxy? Because when, when the prince sent the delegation and then they went to, to Hagia Sophia in Constantinople and said, you know, whether we were in heaven or on earth, we don't know. <laughs> We don't know, but we know that yes. Exactly. 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 Yes. Yes. So that's what that's that's part. That's how we and, and that's that's what actually what we were talking about when we had the study. Is sometimes you know again you you're not able to slay the kings now because there is another another battle that you have to go through first. And get empowered and get strong and get taste and see and then you'll be able to come back again and slay those enemies under your feet right yeah identify them that's what we were talking about like these the cage is our heart and these five enemies or five kings of the cities are things that are we we are attacked by right we need to identify them first number one and mark them and say this is this one two three four five right and then lock them up, right? And then go and get the power and get the, the, the experience and live the life and taste. And once you taste, then after this, you'll come and what? And step over their neck. I don't want them anymore. Very interesting concept. And we don't do it. We just jump into the fight we, we, without any preparation, without any experience, without any tasting. And with the first blow, like, Identify the issue, first thing. Identify what is it. We always say when we talk about it to, to people and with ourselves, like especially something that we are really struggling with. Okay, you will never, I will never change unless I identify, say, what actually I love this thing. I'm attached to it. But we keep bringing up reasons and excuses and everything. And when we're not able to go to the core of the problem, like, no, I really love this. I love myself. I love to be prideful. You know? I love people when they come and say to you, very good to me. You know what? You, you're, you're the best person ever. I love this. I love the fact that I can probably let my eye, let my senses in, in a lustful way. I love this. I love the fact that, you know what? My strength is in the people and the social life. And they give me the identity of who I am. It takes, takes a lot of courage, a lot of, of, of strength. But why they were able to identify those kings? Because they felt that they are actually enemies. They identify them as enemies. This is the point. This is the point. We don't identify those things as enemies. We, we, we try to... to, to, to to sugarcoat them or to call them names or to call whatever. But at the end of the day, they are enemies. They're coming to attack. It's very interesting concept when you look at this and you see, again, how God is giving that, that strategy, right? And you, 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 you evaluate, again, a good, a good clever and, 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 and trained soldier is the one who will what? Who will, who will eva evaluate everything, right? Yes, yes, the serpent, right? Like, be careful, be careful. You know, when, 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 uh, when St. Paul was talking to, to Timothy and telling him the, 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 
soldier can never be tangled right with anything when you go to fight do not tangle yourself with other things right so the understanding of that that okay and then the other thing again as we were saying that we can easily easily just give up easily give up and that's why the first thing that the joshua did was holding on to the promise what do you mean? He, he believed in the promise he believed in the promise I remember one time I was talking to, I probably said this before too, when I was visiting my uncle in Sydney, Bonapshoi, and I was talking to him about the, the, the battles that, that we have, and especially the, the, the youth is having, are having, and the whole world is having, especially with, when it comes to sexual immoralities and, and all that stuff. And like, like why, why is that? And he's, he told me something very simple. He said in Arabic, they didn't taste the honey, the sweetness of the honey. So that's why we're so hungry to taste other things. That's yes, yes. Right. Yes. Yes, that's all what you know. All what you know is what you have. And you're immersing myself in that, thinking that this is the best thing ever. Right? Come on. That's why we always say, you know, that's why even they say this in, in, in orthodoxy, the best catechism is just to say, to tell people, come and see. Just come and see. Come and see. Taste. Enter to my room and see. And ask, like, I want to taste. I want to taste. How often do we really ask God, like, God, you know, make me taste how sweet you are. But we're rushing into our spiritual routines. We're rushing into our, what we think is, is religious practice. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, judging anybody, but I'm reminding myself before anybody else that we need to take our time to taste how sweet it is. That's what he said. Taste and see. Okay. And then you can identify the enemy. And then you can reject the enemy. Then you have the motivation to, to fight the enemy. As again, as I was saying in 2 Timothy 2, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Right? That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So in this chapter, again, you see different kind of calls. You know, the king is calling the armies to come and fight the city, right? Which is another thing that we need to remember that always, always Satan is always calling his enemies, calling his army, not enemies, calling his army to come and fight. Let's let's start a war, right? You know, C.S. Lewis has talked about that, you know, in, in, in depth, right? School tapes, right? And, and the idea of, of, of that we allow, once we allow one thing to come, as, as the book and as, the, as the, 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 the fathers and the mothers of the church told us, and the devil doesn't even come alone, right? Yes. You allow one thing, and then, okay, it's come. It's come. Remember the story about St. Macarius and seeing that person in the desert with all kinds of pots, and right? Like, what is this? Like, oh, these are all my... My weapons, my tricks, right? A man walking in the desert and he has like uh, all over the place and 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 weapon and, and pots and big and small and different size and different things. And then you know the 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 the, the monk was asking like, what is this? Or Saint Macarius, right? So this is the devil who's coming to fight, and he has all his tricks and all his things, right? Yeah. One will have a small cup. One will have a big pot. One will have you know. Uh, spatula, one would have whatever, but it's all there. It's all there. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. Okay. So when we see this, we have to realize again, this is the reality. So when we are attack or under attack, we don't don't be scared. Don't be like, oh Lord, what's going to happen? No, this is the reality. That's what the Lord said. Right? He didn't say that the Lord is uh, rosy and dandy and nice and cool and no. In the world, there will be 
tribulation, right? But be of good heart, I have. That's it. That's it. So why are you struggling? Why are you panicking when there is an attack, right? Why do you let our guard down when there is an attack and say, okay, that's it, I can't do this anymore? No, there will be attack and there will continue to be attack. But remember the promise. No man shall stand. And I think, you know, as we were studying Joshua, I think the, the vision that Joshua saw with the, with the commander of the army of the Lord, remember, right before he started this, that's why this vision is very important. Remember that? When he saw the, the, the commander of the army of the Lord, he said, like, are you with us or with the enemy? He said, I'm with you. And this vision was stuck here. That, 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 that actual visualizing that commander is there. Like, okay, I've seen him and I heard him. We need to pray more for that, for that strength, not to panic, not to panic, but actually no, the more we are under attack, the more we are, okay. Not because we're strong. There's a very thin line. Well, Abuna, what are you saying? We should be humble and we should be, yes, we are humble. We are the chief of the sinners. We are the worst of everything, but we are the strongest victorious people. That's why that book, who was with us here, Doreen, probably. How to be a sinner. It's a beautiful book. The title is How to be a Sinner. Like, like what kind of, is there a, like a print error or something? <laughs> no, but no. We always say how to be a righteous, right? But when you read a book, the title, How to be a Sinner, like, whoa. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. How to be a sinner. Yes, I am the, the, the chief of sinners, but also I have all the power, right? And this balance won't come unless I have that strong relationship on a daily basis, right? Yes, definitely patience and, and trust and everything and holding on to the promise, holding on to the promise, right? So with that, with that, you see, uh, The, 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 I want to read this again, Joshua 5, Joshua 5, 13, that, that, that vision that he saw and that, that beautiful scene, because that, I, I believe, you know, this actually set tone for all his life after this, you know, uh, uh, Joshua 5, verse 16, 13. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversary? And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet for the place you're standing is holy. And then went on. That was 100% still in his, every time that he will, 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 will face an enemy, every time he faces a battle, like I know, I've seen him, right? But the key for victory is to take off your sandals. Disconnect, know that you are nothing, right? Look always and evaluate always of them. Reminding him of, of yeah, the victory is for yours. The same thing with, with, with Isaiah. We just celebrated Isaiah's departure, martyrdom on Friday in this next area, right? Like, what can I do? Like, no. He sent an, 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 an seraphim with a coal from the altar and put it on his mouth. Now you are what? Go. Go and fight. Go fight. If we understand what we take every day 
on the altar here, we won't be able to give up the fast. But you don't understand. You don't understand, sadly. All of us, I'm the first one. We're taking the call from the altar, taking the Lord himself, and it's touching, says, now your sins are, go fight, go preach, go talk. The enemy will continue to fight. The enemy will continue to fight. But we have to continue to know where we stand with that. Again, so the people here of Gibeon felt the danger, felt the danger, and then ran right away to Joshua, right? When we feel the danger coming, run right away to the new Joshua. It's as simple as that. I think they did it very naturally, right? They did it like, okay, well, should we trust Joshua or not? Or some other people, well, maybe, you know, he's probably angry at us because we pulled him, so I don't think he will do anything. And some people might say, you know what, he's probably ready to fight another fight. He's not willing to fight this fight for us now. Why would he do that for us? Okay. And other people might have said, you know what, I think we can do it on our own. Why even we go to Joshua? We are warriors. We are the royal city. All those answers are our answers, right? I don't think I am worthy enough that God would fight with me. Or I think that I am very, very strong. I can go and do whatever. Don't worry, Abona, nothing will happen to me. I hear this all the time, especially from the younger kids. No, no, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. We know exactly. We, 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 can, we can be in control. The next day, they come crying. Or God is not there for me. He's busy with too many other things. I don't even know if he's there or not. All those things are actually scenarios that are played in our mind. As we see the enemy coming. But then last thing, maybe, okay, well, maybe we should go to Joshua. <laughs> but here it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Remember when we said before the Gilgal from 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 or Gibeon from Gilgal is how 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 far it's far it's like twenty five miles or so. So when Joshua said, "Okay, let's go all night and march all night," you no, know, he's not just you know he's going out of his everything, right? But he knew that there is a need for that. Right? That's exactly what 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 is written in Job and in Isaiah, when the Lord said, "And there was no other savior." So he stretched his hand and came down to save the people. Is it reality or theology? <laughs> Lots of times it changed into just theology. Yes, the Lord came and saved his people, but he cannot save me. I'm still afraid from the kings. I'm still hiding. I'm still giving up. I'm still letting them take over. When it says, when it says, when the book says, you know, the Lord looked from heaven and there was no other savior, then he came down and stretched his hands, like I will come and take you. How can we make this reality is our issue. How we can make this a reality. Going back again to trust, going back again, well, you've tried. So you have nothing to lose, <laughs> even with the mindset of, 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 of the world. Like you have nothing else to use. But he doesn't answer me right away. Who cares? Let him answer whenever he wants to answer. Yeah. Why? Because you are going back again to the point you are going to do what? To claim the promised land. That's the driving point. That's a driving point. Not just to fulfill commandments. Not just we're talking about this this morning. That, that the Lord gave us the law of liberty. That's what St. Paul talks about in First Timothy. Namus al-Hurriya. The law of freedom. The law of liberty. The law of liberty. So we don't understand this. We think the law is actually law of bondage. I didn't, you know, I 
did only two psalms, I should do three psalms every day, and I don't think God will accept my prayer. I'm not saying to be careless, but I'm saying do it with love. Don't be, no, I'm not saying to be careless or like, no, do whatever, or just pray as without the, 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 the awe and without the, 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 the being, being really careful, no. But understand that the law is the law of freedom, not the law of bondage. As you were saying, I was, I was hearing this from, from someone saying that prayer, which is supposed to be the most beautiful thing in our spiritual life, became the most burden, heavy burden in our life. Because we always feel like we're not praying enough. We always feel like our prayers might not be acceptable. And we're always feel, feeling that the prayer will not reach anything. Where's the simplicity? Just come and as we were saying, as we were saying in, uh, in, in, in Joshua here, just bring a stone and offer, right? Remember that? When he said he made an altar, they're like, don't, don't, don't touch the altar with any tool. Just bring a piece, simple piece of stone and just offer it. That's all I want. I will beautify it. I will sanctify it. I will mark it as memorial forever. I don't want anything from you. Just bring your heart. And see and watch and see what's going to happen. Joshua went up from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with him, and the, all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Again, that promise again. So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. So here, this is a very important verse. Why is that? Why is that? Again, the promise is, don't fear. I'll, no man will stand it. But then the reaction or the action or the strategy, as we said earlier, was what? I'm willing to lead the people to march all night. And as, as, as they were saying that the geography of that place is it's an up, uphill. And that's why actually at the end of this, you know, the people were actually tired. And marching 25 miles uphill. Imagine that. And to fight. Yes, yes. And to fight five nations, not just one. Okay. So you see the paradox between, okay, don't be afraid, but the reality is I should be afraid. Right? But then again, when it says, so Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal, right? Here's the leader who is strengthening and encouraging and leading them to march up all night, march up all night. Right? The promise is there, the victory is there, but you still have to march. March, you have to, to, to walk. You have to, to, to um, to make that decision of being dedicated to the to, to the fight, right? Yes. Yes. But that's what happened. If we look at the story, the victory wasn't from them. It says specifically, those who fell from the stone were more than fell from the sword. So it's not you. I want you to be tired. This is again, how to be a sinner. I want you to be tired. The, the word march is actually ala, which is to go up, to ascend. It's not clear in the Arabic or in the English, but the, the, the original is uh, that... Uh, uh, that they went the ala, ala, which is in Arabic, in ali, go up, go up, ascend. So their march was actually uphill, even the word itself, right? 
and also the 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 the, the definition or the 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 uh, description of that, which is uh, suddenly, surprisingly, right? Surprising. What does that tell us? That they were ready, right? Well, okay. Let me go try to find my sword. I, I put it somewhere. You <laughs> know, I can't find it now. <laughs> or I'm entangled back again to entangled. I'm entangled with the wife and the kids and the this and that. You know. No, he said suddenly. Let's mark. Okay. Exactly when Nehemiah said that they were building with one hand and the other hand was holding the sword. Remember this? Back again to our life, busy life. How can I be always fighting? I'm busy, I'm doing this and this and this and this. No, we can do. They did it as they were fighting. So suddenly march, okay, let's go, we'll go. Yes. Right? No. Yes. 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 Determination. Yes. Clear, clear goal. Right. We're gonna go and do that. So they were ready. Suddenly for them, and suddenly for the enemy also. Right. Be ready. Be ready. The moment, the one time we let our guard down, that becomes the beginning. Right. They were, again, as it says, that they suddenly ascended, suddenly went up and marched all night, all night. Again, they went at the end, tired, deprived, sleep deprived, right? Everything, but then something amazing happened after this. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel. So the word itself is, is interesting. Yahumem, which is coming from Hamem, which is uh, which is like buzzing, <laughs> buzzing noise in their ears, the ears of the enemy. Right. So it's interesting what defeated them before the 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 the, the stones uh, from from the heaven was what the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. Right, and the Lord confounded them, or, or uh, as it says here, um, uh, send them into panic. But actually, it's not send. It's more of of uh, move noisily, make a noise. So the word of God makes noise to the enemy right. to distract. The word of God itself is causes causes panic to the enemy, right? How many stories we've heard and we've seen, right? When we are under attack, and we've probably seen it. Some of you in Egypt seen, you know, with with uh, with uh, uh, dealing with bad spirits and uh, exorcism, right? And the recite the name of the of the Lord and and you know the the, the cross and the and the psalms, right? We were one time in, in Nigeria, remember? <laughs> and we had a kind of similar encounter like that and then everybody was like you know like really <laughs> everybody got their their uh, their uh, app and started praying songs right and yes there was victory there was victory yes so that's why again when we say the word of the lord not only for us but the word of the lord does what cause panic to the enemy it's not clear in the in the original, but when you read it like this, no, there is a noisy sound that caused discomfort and, and, and crush them and destroy them. But it's mainly a noise. Again, the value of using the scripture in our fight. As Prof. Shnuda always says, right? recite the Psalms and the Psalms will keep you. Keep the psalms, the psalms will keep you, right? They're like, Abuna, I don't like praying with Agbaya. Okay, that's fine. Don't. <laughs> We're 
letting down our guard. And we're not using the weapon that we have. Remember, St. Paul says, sword, which is the word of God. So here it says very, very clear that, again, it's not clear, actually, it's very clear in the original, but the Lord threw them into panic through a noise, in parentheses, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon and traced them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon and struck them as far as Azekah and Mephi. Who struck them here? Joshua, who? God, the Lord, the Lord did. But they had to march all night. They had to ascend all night. As they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Bethron, the Lord threw down large stones. That's another thing, that's another miracle. Okay. I was actually reading about this. Imagine you have, you know, all the army of, of Israel, about 600, 800,000 people, and then all the army of the five kings and very targeted <laughs> missiles, right? The stones come down only on the enemy. <laughs> Have you thought of this? It's not just like rain coming down and then everybody know, like, okay, he struck only the enemy. <laughs> yes. He's God. He can do whatever. Yes. Missile guided laser beyond that, right? <laughs> Talk about most. Uh, uh, Sophisticated weapons now, it's way beyond that. Yes. Angel of the Lord, the commander of the army of the Lord, yes. Yes, yes, it's God's way of, yes, 100%. And as we say, that's one of the operations of the second hypostasis in the Old Testament. That's why he bowed down to him. So that's what we have. Again, why are we saying this? Because we need to know that this is what we have on our side, not on our side, in our self. One of the priests that had the... Huge impact on me. At one point, we, we spent a few years in our life with my parents in Iraq. Uh, and the priest who was serving us, Abuna Abazir Suryani, the saint, saintly person. And he would, he would when, when people like, uh, de, you know, greet him at the end, and said, okay, Abuna, Rabbana ma'ak. God is with you. Said, no, Rabbana fiq mish ma'ak. God is in you, not with you. <laughs> and he made it very clear every time. Like we say this all the time, you know, God be with you, Rabbana Ma'ayah. Like, no, <laughs> he's more than that. God is, this person actually was the, 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 the time he uh, arrived in Baghdad, there was a bomb on the plane and pretty much everybody dies. <laughs> and, and to talk about, about again, God's, God's victory, he, 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 he lost conscience. And that was like 70, probably 77, 78, something like that, right before the war of Iran, 78, probably 77. He, he lost conscious and, 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 you know, it's chaos and, you know, again, huge big plane landing as it was landing, it exploded. There was a bomb on the plane. All what he remembers that the person came to him, he, he told us this and I can, I can, I can never forget this, this, this story. All that he remembered that Somebody came to him and pulled him by his hand and walked him across the airport in the midst of all that chaos till he reached out the street and then he left him. He looked at his amma. He saw, uh, 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 what is it? Shazia, uh, what is it in English? Yes, part of the bomb that was stuck in the head. Like centimeters or millimeters from his brain. Yes, yes, yes. And the bullet came and just stopped in the, yes. yes. Right, right. Yes. One of the attacks I remember seeing that, yes. 
Yes. But again, God is, is in us. God is fighting for us. God is fighting for us. You're going to see something good. Right. As a reminder, exactly. Whether yes, yes, yes. But again, don't don't wait and don't look for miracles because the main miracle that God is accepting us and God is giving us the victory over the enemy. That is the that is the miracle, right? But we hear and we see and we share those things as a reminder that He is actually there. Again, the idea that He made. Uh, 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 rain, uh, hail, hailstones, or whatever it's called, hailstones, right? That's very, very targeted against the enemy. Imagine this. Imagine this. And then, as it says here in, in the last thing today, we talk about it. Then it says, then, um, uh, verse 11 And as they fled before Israel while they were going down the ascent of Beth Horon, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven. On them as far as Azekah, and they did, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. You didn't do anything. You were tired. You were sleep deprived. You were, but you believed, and you marched, and you witnessed. And you'll go on with that. That's why after this, you're just going and claiming, claiming. Because us, we, we know how to do it. Not because we're good, but we know that he is the one that will do it. So after this going marching again, or going more and more towards the south and the southern parts of the promised land, you see that actually the text itself, okay, and they went and took this, and they went and took this, and they went and took No more details, right? No more details. Yes, yes, David. Yes. Right. Actually, there is a relation. I I think I remember when we did that study, and I have to look it up again and remember exactly. I think Goliath was was from the descendant of this, and David was the descendant of this. So you see, they are meeting again together, right? With the same story, like you are the mighty, and I am the nothing, but I am going to and restore and restore. Yes, yes. Very, very encouraging way. Again, it's a it's a way for us to actually to actually. Uh, live it again unless we live it unless we experience it this is going to be just again history and tale you know uh, and stories from from the past and everything but that's not the point that's not the point we have this we have god that's in us that's that's better than anything else so don't give up we shouldn't give up shouldn't surrender to the enemy know that yes we are sinners but we know that we are more than as some process more than what Victor more than victorious. That's what St. Paul says, right? And you can see St. Paul saying this with the mindset of, of the Old Testament. More than victorious. That's who we are. But we have to march. We have to march. God bless. Uh, we'll take break to next two weeks as I'm leaving to Nigeria on Monday, God willing. So we'll be back again Saturday, October 1st uh, with. Uh, our study. So the next two Saturdays, there's there's a break, so, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll come again uh, Saturday, October first, uh, with that. Okay. Let's pray. Name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Son, God, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, for your word with us, for your grace, for your power, for your victory, Lord, that you gave us, Lord. Allah, give us, Lord, the, the power. You know how weak we are. We're not able to march. We're not able to, 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 to trust. We're not able to do anything, Lord. But uh, your words, Lord, that will, uh, will, will uh, bring panic to the enemy, Lord, and bring um, promise and comfort and joy and peace to us, Lord, your children, Lord, everywhere. Hear our prayer and supplication. Allow us to go on Lord, with that uh, mindset. Lord, uh, claim more territory day after day. 
bears all your sins in your name of Jesus, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now we do that. Give us this day. May the love of God the Father, Jesus, of only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, we go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, church, liturgy, and picnic gathering. It should be a nice day tomorrow. Shalom. Thank you, everyone. You are welcome. Good night. Good night. See you. Good night, Peggy. Thank you.